Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay. Hey, the month of September is dedicated to the seven sorrows of Mary. I'm praying part of my morning prayer before Holy Mass is to pray the Dolo Rosary, the seven sorrows of Mary every morning for the entire month of September. Join me. Yeah, join me. Uh, also, uh, today we got a great show. You guys are always, uh, you guys always love when I have my, my partner, Paul Clay on. Uh, Paul Clay and myself, uh, we met each other back in the Sheriff's Department whew, probably over, th over 30 years ago. Scary, and, uh, Jess. <laughs> yeah, and we and we said that one day we'd be evangelizing together side by side, and the day finally came. I also want to remind you that today in the Catholic Church is the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Amen. I, I love that hymn, Paul. Lift high the cross, Amen. the love of Christ proclaim, till all the world adore his sacred name. That Sweet. that uh, <laughs> that hymn, it brings yes. tears to my eyes. Oh, oh yeah, just me as well. You know the uh, Saint Helena, the the mother of Constantine, she she goes and and she she finds three crosses and and there was a woman dying right as the story goes and yes. uh, and 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 it healed her instantly and she knew which one was the cross the, of yeah, Christ the, exactly and it's funny because uh, when the king uh, was just crowned in England. One of the things that the Pope gave him was a relic of the true cross. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Kinda, yeah. But I awesome. kind of look. Yeah. I kind of look at it like this, Jess. You know, remember the remember the movie The Robe? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, when the robe was in the hands of the uh, of the faithful, you know, it was it it was sweetness. But 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 when it got Got in the hands of I think it was Vespucian or something. <laughs> it was not good, right? <laughs> oh yeah, he was tormented. He yeah, was, he was tormented. tormented. Yes, yes. Yeah. So today, the exaltation of the Holy Cross. It, it reminds me of that one verse from Saint Paul, where he talks about my may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Galatians mm. six fourteen. Paul talking about the cross of Christ today. We want to talk about. We got a bunch of topics that we want to we want to run through one of the topics we want to run through is the propaganda that's always leveled against the catholic church i want to play a short clip for our audience it's two minutes 12 seconds it's an msnbc guest uh some phd in what i forget whatever field he's uh bashing christ specifically catholic christianity and he says that christianity was brought to america to justify slavery and genocide I want the audience to listen to the clip and then we'll make some comments. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? I should say that this is something actually fairly new to me, right? So I have a PhD in religion, uh, studied a lot of uh, American religious history, and this idea of the Doctor of Discovery was fairly new. So what it is, is it's a set of 15th century Christian doctrines that were designed to answer the problem of what do we do with all these people we've just encountered in these lands that we didn't know about, right, in the 1400s. And so who do they, who do the uh, Christian princes uh, and queens and kings appeal to, but the head of the Christian church. And this is, I should say, um, it is a Catholic doctrine, but this is before the Catholic Protestant split. So it is a Christian doctrine of right. all of Western Europe uh, uh, here. And so they appeal to uh, the religious authority, the Pope, and um, they get a decision about what their responsibilities are. And it basically runs like this. It says, 
the defining uh, characteristic is whether or not these people are Christian or not. Uh, if they are not Christian and if they are not already subjugated by a Christian uh, power, then they essentially have no human rights. And the, it goes on to explicitly spell out that they have the right to occupy, conquer, kill, steal their goods. And then this phrase like, uh, is like literally in the document, you know, something still ring in my head, and to reduce their persons to perpetual slavery. Right? This is in the document from the highest power of the Christian church uh, in, in the late uh, 1400s. And so this is what gives license in their minds to European colonizers to try to enslave indigenous people, to wipe them out if they resist in any way, and to enslave Africans. That's how they do it and still yeah. in their minds advance the interests of Christianity. Uh, that's exactly right. And it's worth remembering, this is the version of Christianity that lands on these shores and then, in fact, motivates the landing um, on these shores. And I think one of the things I've become really convinced of and one of the reasons why I kept the heart of this new book is that this idea that this country is intended by God to be a promised land for European Christians is very much still with us. I'll tell you, Paul, uh, there's so much damage and propaganda done by the left when you hear people like this college professor. Uh, let me just give an overview of what he said to Joy Reid, who's again, both of these are leftist ideologues. So the guest Robert Jones, I guess he's a professor, he went on the on, on the Joy Reid show to literally bash Catholic Christianity and mm -hmm. call it a religion that justifies slavery and genocide. Mm -hmm. uh, here's what he said. He says, it's it says the defining characteristic is whether or not these people are Christian or not. If they're not Christian, and if they're not already subjugated by a Christian power, then they essentially have no human rights. And it goes on to explicitly spell out that they have the right to occupy, conquer, kill, steal their goods. And then this phrase, like, like is like, literally in the document, he doesn't quote the document, by the way, he doesn't quote the source, something that still rings in my head, and to reduce their person to perpetual slavery. This is a document from the highest power of the Christian church in the late 1400s. Robert said to host Joy Reid. Uh, Joy Reid agreed with, with the Dr. Robertson and piled on. She, she said, so this is what gives license to their minds to European colonizers and try to enslave indigenous people to wipe them out if they resist in any way and to enslave Africans. That's mm. how they do it and still in their minds advance the interests of Christianity. Mm. Uh, again, no document was quoted, Paul. I'm just wondering what were, what were they quoting? Here's yeah, my they were, Jess, yeah. Jess, I, I'm not exactly sure what document, but I do know that one of the popes of the time he put out a popal bull basically uh it, what was going on was the the muslims were uh uh robbing pillaging raping uh you know uh, uh the christian uh and, and the world was christianized uh settlements and so the pope put out you know that popal bull basically uh you know giving christians the right to defend themselves and you remember there was no separation of church and state back then that's so right were, uh so uh what they try to do is they they you know they try to take uh something from antiquity from the past and try to try it in the court of public opinion today and it just doesn't work bingo you nailed it mm -hmm. paul I'll, I'll tell you what would end up what ended up collapsing slavery because slavery is an institution that was practiced since Adam and Eve in yes. every country, by every race, by every nation, by every civilization. It was a universal practice and, uh, and, and it was just the way things were. Mm -hmm. It was the words of Jesus Christ uh, and the words Preaching. of St. Paul to Philemon 
that little by little, Paul, started, it was it was this morality taught by Christ and later taught by St. Paul that started abolishing slavery little by little. Yes. It started chiseling away at this institution that had been around since, since the origins of man. Yes, yes. That is a, a, a great point to make, Jess. And, and that's why the people who have an agenda, what they, what they try to do is they try to use history to try to further their cause. And I think his cause might be, you need to pay us reparations, Christianity is evil. But here's the irony behind this, Jess. It is that gentleman, and I already know his politics. I don't even, you know, yeah. uh, it is that gentleman and his politics that are leading the world into Marxist slavery. That's you right. see, Jesus Christ said, if the son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. In Christ, there is freedom. In Christ, what does the sacred scripture tell us? In Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free, but we are all one in Christ. And when Paul sent the slave back to, uh, <clears throat> um, to his master, what did he say? He said, treat him as a brother. brother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what Christianity is all about. That's the truth of it. Now, where are there people who act hypocritically within Christianity and have course, over the ages? Of course. of course. That's part of human nature. It's called we are sinners by nature. It is <laughs> natural, you know, but that's why we go to Christ because Christ is the one who heals. Christ is the one who enlightens and Christ is the one who, um, who brings freedom, Jess. Amen. Paul, I don't know what document this doctor was quoting on the Joy Reid show, because I can tell you this, St. Patrick, the oldest document that we have that was written was by St. Patrick, a bishop of Ireland back in the fourth century, where uh, he was the first prelate in history to protest and condemn slavery in the fourth century in yes. Ireland. Yes. But we, we have other documents as well that uh, that have been written by, by, by popes, nonetheless. There's a, a document I'm looking at here. It was written back in 1435 by mm. Pope Eugene the Fourth, and this document was explicitly addressed to condemn the institution of slavery in 1435. Uh, yes. You also have yes. another pope, another pope. I'm looking at here. Uh, this uh, Pope Paul the Third in 1537 issued another royal proclamation forbidding the slavery of Indians back in 1537. And so I can just tell you this. I don't know what documents he's quoting, but I can quote you one bishop and two popes that were already condemning the institution of slavery well, even even before Columbus landed in the New yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. well, Jess, listen, here, here's one for you. How about this? Islam has been around since the 6th century. We'll be we're right back. Hold up. that thought. Yep, hold that thought. Now. Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two-man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay, two lovers of Christ, two faithful sons of Holy Mother Church, and two devotees, slaves of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Amen. And we're talking about uh, this, uh, this guest that was on the Joy Reid show, bashing Catholic Christianity. Paul, you had a comment before we move on to a related topic. Yeah, Jess. So uh, what I was going to say before the break is that 
Islam has been around since the sixth century. Okay. Now, sacred scripture tells us, Jesus says, you will know them by their fruits. Amen. Well, guess what? Well, guess what? The, what are the fruits of Islam? Well, since its inception to today, they are raping, pillaging, and enslaving people all around the world. Okay. That's a fact, and you can't deny it. Okay. Amen. Uh, also, uh, you know, and so, so in addition, in in addition to that, show me the Christians that are uh, the Catholic Christians that are involved in that. You're <laughs> not going to, you're not going to find it. So in order, so in, if he wants to broad brush and try to, uh, you know, convict the Catholic Church uh, by history by quoting a, a a papal bull, and that's what he's the document he's referring to that was put out in defense of Christians who were being raped, pillaged, and destroyed, and forced to convert to Islam, he's out of his mind, okay, for even, for even trying to suggest that, because, um, but here's the, here's the real situation, Jess, guess what, the Catholic Church makes a bold claim, okay, it may not be making that claim so bold today, unfortunately, because of some, you know, you know, some in leadership today, uh, but the reality is, is the Catholic Church represents the truth, okay? It is the truth, not a truth, not a truth among truths. It's the truth. And there was no separation of church and state back then. It was, uh, uh, it, you know, the two swords were the state and the church, and they worked together so that man could achieve his end. And that was uh, the, uh, the beatific vision. That was communion with God. That was heaven. Now, uh, imagine you saw the movie Apocalypto, Jess. Yep. Uh, you you saw the uh, how the uh, the Aztecs, uh, uh, you know, how they were cutting out people's hearts and chopping off their heads and things. Like, uh, according <laughs> to this guy, we should have just left them like that. You know what I mean? Uh, we should apologize for bringing Christianity to these people. Let me tell you something. Uh, the reality of the situation is the world is lost. Some societies and some civilizations have were way lost. And guess what? It's not pretty when you when the confrontation takes place sometimes. But in the end, the result is much better. And they were, you know, there was a lady, and she said, "I thank God, you know, uh, for slavery because it, it it allowed me to be able to embrace Jesus Christ." And a lot of people wanted to take her head off for saying that, but you know what? She was absolutely right. God causes all things to work together for good for those that love God, for those that are called according to His purpose. Even circumstances so appalling, you know, uh, in, on a human level, you can find God. He's there. Well put, Paul. Yeah. Uh, outstanding analysis, my friend. Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, uh, this the mistake of this professor, Paul, is what he's doing. He's taking a soundbite of history, mm -hmm. and he's judging something that happened, maybe a statement uh, that happened 600 years ago by a, in a papal bull. And he's judging it in light of 2023 modern stand, uh, yeah. modern liberal ideologue standards. Yes. And, yeah. and 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 here's the reality. That's called Jess. cherry picking history, Paul. Oh, 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 no doubt about it, Jess. And here's the reality. Man is not the center of the universe. You see, that's what it's become. Right. Uh, uh, I read a book that said uh, the title was 
uh, they have uncrowned him. Society, mm. right? Uh, society is working to uncrown our Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? Uh, who's taking his place? Man. Remember, six is the number of man and 666 is the number of Antichrist. And so man is attempting to replace God and he wants to become the center of the universe. And that's why you have this whole ideology where we have to respect people where they're at and we don't have to worry. You know, this free Masonic idea that you know, um, what you believe is really not that important. The fact that we're all brothers and, and and we're entitled to respect each other and believe what we want, that's what's really important. No, it isn't, Jess. Christ, the mandate from Christ is to go out into the world um, and teach them all that I have commanded you and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen, brother. Good stuff, Paul. You're listening mm -hmm. to Jesus 911. I want to move on to another related topic, Paul. There's a renowned criminal professor who who's apparently years ago, he proved that there was a thing called systemic racism, but he's been discovered. In fact, he's been fired for faking the data and uh, and, and the colleges are retracting his work. The damage to the standing of the university and in particular, the College of Criminal criminology and criminal justice and its faculties approaches the catastrophic and it may be unalterable. So who is this guy? Eric Stewart, 51 years old, now a former criminology professor at Florida State University in Tallahassee, is now out of work. He's unemployed due to his extreme negligence in his research. According to Google Scholar, Eric Stewart and his work were cited over 8,500 times by other researchers. And so this guy was a renowned criminal professor who, quote unquote, proved that racism is systemic in America's law enforcement and that American society has been fired uh, and American society has been fired for faking data and his studies have now been retracted. Here's my take on this professor and what he's taught. I would say, Paul, that our universities and colleges they have a surplus of knowledge. There's a lot of books. There's a lot of data. Colleges give you knowledge, but they don't give you wisdom. Colleges mm. lack wisdom. College gives you a body of writings, of data, of opinions, of theories. It's where you get knowledge, but you don't get wisdom. Mm -hmm. You get wisdom. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, the Bible says, <laughs> the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What you get in our leftist Marxist college is you get a lot of, you know, human knowledge, but you get no wisdom from the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a you have a, a human intellect that has been damaged because of sin. OK, I'm going to say it again. It has been damaged because of sin. And that damaged <laughs> intellect takes this knowledge and it always and I mean, always uses it in the wrong way. Well, Let that's me, a fact. The yeah, yeah, sacred scripture says that we, right, have been yeah, we yeah. have been given the mind of Christ, Jess. Yes. Uh, this is the restoration that we have uh, when we, you know, when we're baptized into the church, we've been given gifts by the Holy Ghost. Um, we, you know, these things have equipped us in order to take that knowledge and to take this mess we call the world and make some kind of sense out of it. Paul, I'm telling you, you know, uh, 
you know, the, the wheels of justice, sometimes they turn slowly, but they crush to fine powder, as Dr. Scott Hahn says. Yes. And this guy, this guy got what he deserves because think about all the damage he's done. This guy's mm. been cited over 8,500 times. He's got a PhD mm-hmm. in criminology. Yeah. So people are saying, yeah, there's oh, systemic yeah. racism. Why? Dr. Eric Stewart from um, yeah. the University well, I gotta, of, uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a and, verse for Eric Stewart. Be sure your sin will find you out. Oh man. <laughs> That's exactly what happened here. Yeah. It took, it took time, but imagine yeah. how much damage Paul he's done to young black minds, young Hispanic minds, young uh-huh. minorities. He's probably yeah. fueled Antifa, Black Lives Matter and others. And I'm t- and they're, they're probably quoting this guy in, in their hearts. They're raging and their hearts are saying, yeah, yeah there's systemic yeah. racism because yeah. Dr. Eric Stewart says yeah. so. Imagine yeah. the damage yeah. he's done with his writings, Paul. Well, well, it has been a huge manipulation to the black population of this country because there are uh, liberals, uh, white liberals yep. uh, who have, you know, um, decided to further this idea somehow that they are perpetual victims. Jess, a man like this, he he has a presupposition of, yes, there is racism because he's been told over and over again. Yeah. You know, I have friends that tell me, Paul, you know, yeah, this is a racist place. This is a racist place. And but I, I haven't really seen it myself. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen it myself, but 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 they just parrot this idea because that's what they're told, you know, and this stuff has to stop. Morgan Freeman in an interview, the actor oh, I saw Morgan that. Freeman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, he says he, they said, well, what do we think we have to do to end racism? He said, stop talking about it <laughs> because that's that's what's causing it. You know what I mean? He told Con- that. The, the- he told the guy from MSNBC, the the yeah. the, the uh, black uh, homosexual anchor, uh, what's his name? He's got fired. Uh, yeah, that uh, what's his name? I, yeah, yeah, he just got fired. Yeah, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> hey, he's so he's so important that I don't even remember his name anymore. Don exactly. Lam- there Don you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, listen, Jess. Um, again, Christianity is so beautiful because faith and reason go together. We are rational. Uh, uh, God, you know, he's a God of order. What you see on the left is complete chaos. You see Mm. the dismantling Mm. and the destruction of the society that the church worked hard over the millennia to build up. And they want to tear it down like it's nothing and build back better. Well, I'll tell you what they're going to build back. They're going to build back slavery because everybody knows knows the trajectory that we're heading toward. They want to tell us what we can eat. They want to tell us what we can say. They want to tell us what we can spend our money on. This yoke is coming on mankind. And just like sacred scripture tells us, Jess, when the Antichrist, the man of perdition comes to power, he will control what is bought, what is sold, everything. This is what the world is heading for. And people are are blindly, the blind leading the blind, marching right in step, lockstep toward um, helter skelter. (laughs) Yes. Good, good analysis, Paul. And I'll, and I'll tell you, to me, a lot of these colleges and universities today, other than the real serious Catholic and Protestant colleges like like Steubenville or Hillsdale on the Protestant mm-hmm. side, there's a few mm-hmm. there's a few good ones left. But the mm-hmm. vast majority of these colleges and universities, Paul, they're a bastion of liberal thought. Uh, yes, they're, they're a bastion of to me. Uh, there's seminaries to, to pump out atheists. Yes. Uh, and I, I I read this one statistic that said 
that uh, that there are 40 admitted self-proclaimed liberal professors for every one conservative professor in colleges and universities today. What a disparity. Yes, yes. Jess, Jess, we are church militant, and I wish uh, some of our prelates over the years would have understood what that really means. That guess what? Uh, when church militant means we are at war yeah, and they yeah, should have yeah, strategically yeah. guarded our institutions where 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 the faith is instilled in people parochial schools uh colleges and hold that thought my friend hold that thought yeah. we'll be right back jesus i will one stick around we'll be right back now Back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. I want to alert you to something beautiful happening around the world. There's a worldwide men's rosary crusade that's going to be on October 7th, the feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary. She's mm. also called Our Lady of Victory. The, 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 and so hey, hey. Uh, I'm going to play a short little video. It's two minutes. And this video is calling all men of all ages to gather and pray the rosary together in public on October 7th. So I hope people are inspired to do so on October 7th. Unfortunately, on October 7th, I'm going to be in Israel, but I'm going to make sure that on October 7th, that the people that I'm with, specifically the men, we're going to stop where we're in, in one of the holy sites. We're going to pray the rosary in public. But I want the, mm. the engineer to play this clip so you can be inspired. Then me and Paul want to talk about the power of praying the rosary in public. Mr. Engineer, can you play the clip? The first shortcut, permissiveness. Do whatever you feel like doing. The second temptation, the cross will never win mankind because mankind loves wonders, surprises, the startling, the marvelous, anything that will make them say, oh. In the final temptation, Satan says theology is politics, and holding the shiny globe of the world in his hand. Satan said to him, All these kingdoms are mine. The essence of the satanic or the diabolic is the hatred of the cross of Christ. There are 10,000 times 10,000 roads down which any of you may travel for a lifetime. At the end of all of these roads, you are going to see two faces. Either the merciful face of Christ or the horrible face of Satan. 
and either one at the end of your life will say, Wow. Did you see those pictures? How inspirational to see all these men praying in public. Uh, it, it reminds me of what blessed Pope Pius IX said. He says, give me an army saying the rosary and I will conquer the world. Mm. Paul, there's a verse in the Old Testament that the fathers of the church and popes have they've interpreted that verse in their exegesis. It's a direct reference to the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's found in the Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 10. It goes like this, quote, Who is she that comes forth as the morning rising, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, terrible as an army in battle array? Close quote. Song mm. of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 10. That verse describes the Blessed Virgin Mary, who we call in this radio station, the Virgin Most Powerful. And, uh, you know, so also who, known as our 12 star general. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So who is she that the song of songs is referring to a lady as fair as the moon, as bright as the sun and terrible as an army in battle array. It is our lady, the blessed virgin, the mother of God, as attested to by many saints and popes. While we admire the immaculate beauty of our sweet mother who comes forth as the morning rising. Let's not forget that the same Bible verse goes on to describe her as an army arrayed in battle. Mm. And so this year, the feasts of Our Lady of the Rosary on the 7th of October, 2023, which falls on the first Saturday of the month, which is the day of the men's Catholic men's global rosary crusade. Start one in your diocese. Get a bunch of guys say, let's go pray in public. As we know, the first Saturday is dedicated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And part of this pious devotion is the faithful recitation and meditation on the rosary. Apparently, last year was the first worldwide call for the men's rosary crusade. It saw over 30 countries participating with men in multiple cities attending in formation, just like, like Roman legionaries, with rosary beads in hands, reciting the rosary. And we've seen images of hundreds of men worldwide on their knees with their rosary weapons in their hands, lined up in battle array. There's, there's pictures in the article that we have here, beautiful pictures of, of, of what I'm describing. And as faithful sons of Our Lady, our, our warrior queen, we, her children, line up behind her in battle array to wage war with the ancient enemy, Satan, and fight alongside her and her son, Jesus Christ. Remember, the, this ancient enemy that we fight, the devil, we have to, he has to be fought with ancient weapons. The rosary is one of the ancient weapons given to us by heaven. And again, if you look at the pictures on the article, they're, they're very motivating. Uh the article quotes St. Louis de Montfort. It says this very powerful quote. It says this quote, Mary must shine forth in grace in order to animate and sustain the valiant soldiers and faithful servants of Jesus Christ, who shall do battle for his interests. 
Mary must be terrible, and, and, the, and they're using the, it's the medieval word, like fearful, as an army ranged in battle, principally in these latter times. St. Louis de Montfort wrote this in the 19th century. He writes, it is principally of these last and cruel persecutions of the devil, which shall go on increasing daily till the reign of the Antichrist. My opinion, I think this, this persecution of the body of Christ by the devil is the great reset, the globalist, the whole COVID cult, uh, this whole, uh, you know, by 2030, uh, you're not going to own any property and you're going to be happy. I think this is the persecution that St. Louis de Montfort is talking about, which says, which shall go on increasing daily till the reign of the Antichrist, hmm. that we ought to understand that first and celebrated prediction and curse of God pronounced in the terrestrial paradise against a serpent. In, in Genesis 3.15, I will put enmity between you and the woman and your seed and her seed. Uh, Paul, any comments from the, from the article that's in front of you there? Yeah, just, you know, as you were speaking, I, all kinds of things came to my mind. Number one is uh, uh, th there's just uh, the, the Antichrist. Um, uh, when they, uh, you quoted Klaus Schwab when he said, oh, you will own nothing uh, and you'll be happy. Well, first of all, owning nothing, slaves own nothing, right? And by the yep. way, and then he suggests you will be happy. <laughs> you, know, you know, he tells us we're going to be happy, you know, not that we are happy, but you will own nothing and you will be happy. You know, like it's like jam this down your throat. Uh, that You're comes right. to Yeah, that comes to mind. It's like but, a bully uh, saying, uh, uh, I'm going to kick your butt and you're going to enjoy it the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 so here's like uh, as we move closer and closer toward this this end um uh you brought up the fact that our weapons are ancient now you yes. you've been involved in spiritual warfare you know yeah. the power of words as a matter of fact mm -hmm. the sacred scripture says christ is going to slay them with the with you know with his words you know amen uh, christ himself is referred to as the word, the word. made flesh you and know what, com what comes out of his mouth the sword of the spirit which is the A word of god yes yes so so we know that God's word is powerful and it accomplishes that which he sets it out to accomplish. It yes. does not return void. Yes. And so words are important. And uh, we don't know, but in, in, in the spiritual realm, and, and, and as you know, just in the demonic, you know, um, yeah. uh, uh, words mean a are lot. Everything. Words yeah. are everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so so uh, we've been given this weapon to St. Uh, Dominic, you know, the rosary. And uh, our Blessed Mother has told us to pray the rosary. That's what we can do. Um, uh, so I invite everybody to, um, uh, you know, listen to our Blessed Mother, our 12 star general, and pray that rosary because you will every receive, day, every yeah, you will, day. You will receive graces, graces that you would not normally receive, because obviously there's things about the rosary that you may not perceive and know, but in the heavenly realm, in the spiritual realm, words matter. That's right. Paul, you want to pick up it up in, in that article where it uh, says, it, yeah, it is not only. Let me get yeah. to the article, Jess, yeah. here. Um, I'll, I'll grab it then. Just It says, okay. it is not only in her being immaculately conceived that she's at enmity with the dragon. 
but it is also in her entire life being oriented to humble obedience that she contradicts the initial cry of mutiny from Lucifer and his minions, I will not serve. In exact opposition, Mary gives her fiat and a perfect example of how the faithful can participate in her being as frightening yes. as an army in battle array before the rebellious host of hell. The word yes. host in, in, in Hebrew means army. The devil mm -hmm. has an army. God has an army. Bishop Robert Barron of Word on File devoted two homilies to the image of the Virgin Mary as the warrior queen. What does Bishop Barron say, Paul? He quotes, he says two powerful yeah. things here. Yeah, he says, Mary is a warrior opposed by the dragon, and she commands this impossibly powerful army of angels. This is very good news for us. She's more powerful than the dragon. Let's join the struggle with her. We fight with love, justice, compassion, and forgiveness. We fight with the rosary. The Hail Mary calls upon the warrior queen, the commander of the angels, queen of angels, Jess. Let me tell you something. Lot to unpack there. Oh, yeah. Revelation chapter Revelation chapter 12. Hold that thought, us, my friend. Hold that yeah. thought. We'll pick it up on the next side. Jesus 911. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Welcome back to Jesus 911. I'm Paul Clay, and I'm here with my partner, Jesse Romero. And we're discussing, discussing the rosary right now. And we're, we're learning here about the, the power, the power that is unleashed by by being able to recite the rosary, particularly in public. But uh, the, the comment, Jess, that I wanted to make before the, the break was this, that um, in Revelation chapter 12, uh, uh, clearly it says that the dragon, he made war with the, with the woman and her other offspring, that is those who keep the testimony of Christ. That's you and me. And we have, to re we have to remember something really quick our God is a consuming fire. Mm. And, and, and we know that when he came into the world, according to uh, the gospel of John, the darkness could not overcome it. And so our blessed mother then is God's greatest creation. And she is, you know, we have no light of our own. We, we simply, she, she simply reflects perfectly that light of God and that light is a consuming fire. And that's why, by the way, we call her the terror of demons because Amen. they can, because it's that it's that goodness. And 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 I just read here, we fight with love, justice, compassion. Darkness mm. cannot take those things. But uh Jess, we have a one-minute clip uh on the men uh the men's prayer rally and the men praying to rosary. Mr. Engineer, could you play that clip? Mary, 
very inspirational, Paul, that rosary crusade, and very inspirational words from Bishop Robert Barron. Mm-hmm. Paul, you, you know, as I see these men praying, see, see the way they're, 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 there's like order, and, uh, you know, they look like a military platoon. Yes, yes. Uh, I was told by this one person who, who was possessed, he told me, uh, he said, Jess, he says, when, when Catholics pray the rosary, he says, the demons, what they see, and this was a guy that's possessed, he's a case, he's over in Canada. And he's uh, being treated right now for possession. He said, uh, the demons have revealed to me that when, when Catholics pray the rosary, especially in a group and in public, he says what the demons see, he said, they see like Roman legion soldiers with their shields in front of them, just pounding their shields in cadence, just boom. <laughs> yeah, boom. I like that. I like that vision. Boom. He said, that's what demons see when they see Catholics praying in public the rosary. They look like Roman legionnaires with their shields in front and just pounding them at rhythmically at the same time in front of their enemy. Boom. Boom. He says, they see this organizational uh, the structure that makes them makes them tremble and behind these roman legionnaires they see a giant woman called the blessed virgin mary there's another priest that told me uh he was getting he, he was a rookie he's getting he just got broken into the field of exorcism so he's with a he's with a senior exorcist and he's just a new exorcist now he's been trained and now he had his first case by himself mm. when 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 the possessed person came to the parish uh, and they go inside the church to start the session of exorcism that was called the Roman Rite. He says the demon immediately manifested in the person and looked at this young priest and the demon said, he said, with, with contempt, he says, if it wasn't for that giant lady behind you right now, Father, I would kill you immediately. Now, hmm. Father looked back. He couldn't see anything. But the demon, the, 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 the possessing demon in the person in that room told that young exorcist, he says, if it wasn't for that giant lady right behind you, I would kill you right now. Uh, if, if we just knew the power of Our Lady, and this power has been given to her by the Lord. Mm. Uh, here, here's this Protestant heresy that you see all over the Internet. There's a meme that floats around, Paul. I've seen it, and I, and I just tell Catholics, this is heresy, dump it. Mm -hmm. It's a. It shows our Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead, mm -hmm. arm wrestling with Satan. I don't know if you've seen that meme on the internet, or somebody's probably no. sent it to you on your phone. Okay. No, I haven't it's very, seen it. Very popular. Now, that's heresy, because Jesus is not the nemesis of Satan. Jesus of is God, all-powerful, supernatural, all-knowing, present everywhere. The devil, devil is a fallen angel. He has mm -hmm. a lot limitations. He's not supernatural. He's preternatural. He's not all powerful, all knowing, present everywhere. And so he's not arm wrestling Jesus. Who mm -hmm. is the nemesis of Satan? He has several. The Blessed Mother. The Blessed Mother and Saint Michael the Archangel. You can put them, you can put them across each other, like, right. like in a UFC cage fight. Jesus is not in the equal to the devil. He, Jesus laughs at the devil. He says, mom, can you take care of it? St. Michael, can you take care of it? They take care of his light work. 
but they take care of his light work because they've given been given full authority by the Trinity to do so. And this is why demons fear St. Michael and Our Lady because of the, the requisite authority they've been given by the Trinity. Yes, Jess, I love that because uh, uh, that is a great point to make. Uh, uh, the Lord's strength is perfected in weakness. Yes. You see, the weakness of a woman. Yes. You know, our little blessed mother. You know what I mean? But at the same time, she instills uh, fear, in, you know, in Satan. Why? Because of her virginal purity, because of her love. Love, you know, conquers all. God is love. And you see, this is these are our weapons uh, of spiritual warfare, Jess. Um, uh, we're commanded. Uh, Jesus gave us a, a new commandment to love, right? Uh, mm. love is what's going to conquer and people need to understand that it's not going to be by might it's not by might it's not by power but by my spirit says the lord and that spirit is the spirit of love paul but i, I just want to make a qualifying you're absolutely you're 100 right i just want to make a qualifying statement because the left especially the homosexuals they have signs and billboards and t-shirts and baseball caps that say love is love love is love mm -hmm. the love that we're supposed to have for God because he has that for us is mm -hmm. called agape love, mm -hmm. which means divine love, which means mm -hmm. sacrificial love. Yes. Now, the love that homosexuals have for each other is called eros love. Mm -hmm. That means physical, passionate erotic. love. Erotic. That's where the word erotic comes mm -hmm. from. And so that love does not save you. That love is not salvific. The love that saves you, according to the New Testament, is agape love, mm -hmm. which is quite different. It's a clean, pure, divine love that's sacrificial, that mm. get, that spends himself on the beloved. Say it again, Jess. Yeah. Say it again. Sacrificial. It's, yeah, it's clean, <laughs> pure, sacrificial love yeah. that that where the beloved gives himself the lover gives himself to the beloved in total sacrificial love that's different from eros love the greeks yeah. and the romans they perfected yes. eros love and now mm -hmm. you have the woke left in our country walking around saying love is love what they mean by that is eros love which doesn't save the soul god is not no. eros god is agape love yes yes and they've yeah it, that's a great point to make jess and that 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 agape love is always doing the best for the object loved, no matter what yes. the cost, Amen. you see. And, and no greater love is this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. That's what we're called to do, Jess. Martyrdom. We had the, the, the young man on the air um, on Tuesday, and he talked about the, the martyr's walk uh, the, the, you yes. know, the, for, for young men. You see, we're called to give our lives, to love to the extent like Christ, to follow him, to emulate him. And if, you know, and be always ready, willing, and able to lay down our life. And that's how you can tell the real McCoy. Uh, God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen, well, brother. Amen. I get a chill through my body with that one, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I want to give kudos to, to Bishop Barron. Uh, you know, his two homilies yes. in this article, he quotes, uh, he goes right to the top of the food chain, Paul. He quotes St. Alphonsus Liguori, uh, mm -hmm. and he gives some good exegesis there uh, on, on the power of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, all of this, Paul, when you were a Protestant for many years, when you would run across mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 12, 1 to 5, 
the woman clothed with the sun. How did you look at that verse based on, on the pastors that taught you? <laughs> well, as you know, uh, th they interpret it as the woman is either is either Israel or the church. Or the church yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's funny, the dragon is a person uh, and we know the child is a person, yes. you know, and we acknowledge that. But we then we broke with the consistency and said, well, but the woman, <laughs> uh, the, you know, that's a metaphor for the church. Or, that's right. <laughs> you know, so that's how Protestants look at it. But uh, anybody, listen, if you're going to be intellectually honest, Okay, you know that, listen, that woman was prophesied all through the Old Testament, you know, uh, from Genesis, when God said, behold, a woman, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, she shall, uh, from her seed, one will come forth, all the way to Isaiah, when he said a sign, you know, uh, it was, uh, just ask the Lord, he, uh, Isaiah asked the king, and, and he'll give you a sign, oh, far from me, that I should ask the Lord for a sign, nevertheless, a sign shall be given to you, for a woman shall be, which uh, a virgin shall uh, bear, bear a son, right, and his name yeah. shall be called Emmanuel, you know, God with us, yeah, you know, that is uh, uh, our Blessed Mother. And see, a lot of people don't understand our devotion to the Blessed Mother, Jess, but the reality is, is she is 100% human. She is yeah. ours. You know, she doesn't have a dual nature, uh, uh, the nature of God. She is 100% human. And God has blessed us with giving us his masterpiece as our own mother. Uh, what a what a gift God yeah. has given the church. And I'll tell you what, uh, well, man, what a great conversation. Paul, that's a wrap. We're winding down. <laughs> we can yeah. go on forever with this one, Jeff. I, I know. <laughs> hey, well, that's a wrap. Two-man car. We're about to go into the station and gas up here for the, for the next group. You've been listening to Jesus 911. Thanks a lot, family. We love you. God love you. I hope you enjoy the program. Up next, Gary Machuda, Hands-On Apologetics, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for us, stay close to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Play your roles for every day. We are EOW. Out. End of watch.